Hi creatives, welcome to another episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy. I'm James. And today we are talking about the topic of what do we owe to our audiences? Yes, we are. I think this is this came about because we've had a tough week online this week. We have had a big week online. And some of it I feel was somewhat self-inflicted mm-hmm. by me. Okay, what do you mean? <laughs> no, just that I um, pushed you to uh, share that your thoughts about capitalism and creatives and, and we were already having a hard week and then we chose to share something quite controversial and it really just loaded on to the pile. I felt sure. like it was not a wise decision. Yeah, but you, I think the conversation we had about that where I was like a little bit annoyed that you made me post this, write that post and do that post because I didn't think it was ready. I literally had had basically a shower thought and I just mentioned it to Amy and he was like, that's it, this is my post tomorrow. And I was like, you want to read, okay, you want to retell the story? James comes in to the this lounge room. This is all lie, by the way. James comes into the lounge <laughs> room and goes, I've, you should do a post that says selling your art is anti-capitalist and I was like that's an amazing post do you have any ideas and he was like yes and I was like will you write it and you said yes but okay I don't remember it exactly like that I thought I had recommended it as a t-shirt no but can I just say what I meant was I have some ideas I'll work them out over the next four months I don't work on that time scale and Amy of course works in a 30 minutes time scale I work very quickly. And before I knew it, she'd already taken the, drawn the sign and taken the photo. And I was like, okay. But even though I was a little bit annoyed and stressed at the time, because we got some, I, you know, not I'm not going to say there were some trolls on the post, but there was some condescending comments on the very, post. Very, very condescending. And I was like, well, I didn't want to have to deal with that today. I was already feeling really tired and drained like I wish you never posted it because even though I enjoyed like even though it was fun to write I already had a sense that I couldn't give what I needed to give to it at the time I couldn't but then Amy said well you did something really generous in posting it because it did provoke discussion and that's what you want at the end of the day right 100 percent. and like so in case you just completely missed the boat here this was james's post was think it was yesterday so about a week ago when we released the podcast and it said um selling your eyes anti-capitalist and it was a really really well thought out piece of writing that james wrote for it you you raise your eyebrow but i'm sorry like i don't think four months extra looking at that would have ever been able to explain away people who come in with completely different ideas of what this system is about sure Anyway, I felt that it provoked a really interesting discussion. Um, You know, it's a very different lens in which to view um, selling your art and to view capitalism. And, you know, predominantly, as always, 95% of the comments were, wow, this is an incredibly helpful lens for me to use because I really struggle selling my art and I feel like I'm partaking in a system that, um, you know, hurts people. And so for this lens really serves me as a creative. And that was literally most of it. Like so many people were like, wow, this is such a generous thing for you to create. And so I just wanted to remind you that it wasn't such a generous thing. And just because there are a few people that were there that were were very committed to misunderstanding what you were saying and were committed to making you feel silly because you had a view that was very different to theirs. Like, fuck them. Like why, you know, I think to withhold your thoughts because you're afraid of the cunts. Sorry, have I said cunt on this podcast I don't know. Before? Just letting you know that's a best That's below the B word in Australian linguistics. That's like shit on shit level. Yeah. Sorry. Um, 
you know, it's such a disservice to those who um, post-release service. And so I'm just very grateful, even though you did get a little bit shitty at me. I'm really grateful that you chose to share that. And I and I think we have so much to learn from you. And honestly, there were probably about a dozen comments saying we'd love to see a book on this from you, James. Mm. Yeah, and of course, I can understand that it was worthwhile and definitely worthwhile doing. And I think that it was uh, that doing controversial posts is worth it. And um, it, it's, it's essentially, it's the fee, right? It's the fee for provoking discussion is you're going to get people who are basically just going to be a dick. Yeah. And it's like, I knew writing that post that it was going to be, there were going to be people who deliberately came for it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to have to devote energy to this. Yeah. That's the price I'm going to have to pay. Yeah. And I was still annoyed when I had to pay the price. Yeah, yeah. But it was just because I'm, it didn't really get to me. It just, I just couldn't be bothered to give the energy, basically. It feels very it's like it's a feeling that's so unique to me coming against people who you know no matter what you say will never listen to you properly or respect you in any way it's a very unusual feeling and that you don't really get in real life if you're lucky and so it's very strange and of course there were some lovely posts who were just on the people who posted or commented on the post saying asking questions and Mm. pushing back in polite lovely ways which is great but it's just it's obviously the minority who are going to be dicks literally i will have you know every single one of them a dude yeah and dudes never comment on my post that's a whole nother podcast the first just like a little rule of the internet don't start your comment on someone's post with lol yeah don't it's do that so demeaning it's so demeaning. and just it's like a red flag to a bull to me it's like well shut the fuck up well anyway um but the flip side of this post as well is that you posted a post that you didn't think would be controversial this week yes and it was yes so at least I was prepared for yes, mine to be true. controversial. I knew it would be. Yeah, so um, I've had some... Re- it's just been random. Like, we don't normally deal with this kind of stuff, but for some reason we've had a real week of it. Um, I've actually got one I haven't told you about, too. It happened on our podcast Instagram page. Oh, really? But you weren't ready for it yesterday, okay. so I didn't tell you. Sure. Um, it was against me, not you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the one that happened initially this week was I was really excited because I had this idea um, about how artists um, don't need to be as concerned with age as athletes do because our art is with us for the long haul and we can we can create and practice for really long you know long into our elder years and so it's not too late and um it's just something that we can really hold on to and not feel like it's going to slip away from us as we as we get older um but for some reason no that's not true there were reasons we had a lot of backlash from that post from um dancers and acrobats and people in the circus and we had some really like very intelligent comments that were like well i wonder how this looks in reflection to being a, a physical or a physical creative um i know marlon wrote in some really interesting questions that I want to get and dive into in a podcast in the future. Like, you know, I think there are so many ways for physical creatives to actually have a really long career um, because, again, you're not... Art is so different to sport. Mm. Dance is so different, you know? Like, acrobats is so different to sport. But then also I got in trouble because athletes were like, why are you comparing... Why do you even want to compare us? You're a bully. You're bullying athletes. And I was like how has this happened and i was so excited to share this piece of work and i just got the most ridiculous dms why are you comparing us it's so rude this leaves a bad taste in my mouth oh this just doesn't sit right with me and i was like i was just my intent was just so pure and it felt like such a jarring thing for me and it really got me down actually i was pretty hormonal but i had a little cry cry Mm -hmm. i also because if you actually follow our work and engage with it deeply you know we have a great respect for athletes and that amy and i 
do a lot of athletic endeavors and we really love athletics and we I mean follow a lot of athletic sports like think, it's such a think if you listen to the podcast like people and um it's just anytime you choose to share something online you can this is the, and this is the heart of the matter and there's a classic meme it was actually a tweet where someone's like oh I'm sorry did my tweet not cover your exact life circumstances precisely or something along those lines and it's like yes every time you share online like you only have a, a very limited amount of space so it's like people are just going to come and read your 300 words which you cannot give all the context no. to you cannot qualify in every single way possible you can't put caveats all the caveats in the unity put in and besides you know you're one person working writing a post every single day so you're not going to be able to think about absolutely everything no um, and, that's and the also thing you'll is, never be able to you know of course you'll never be able to yeah even if you wrote a massive book on it yeah. you'll never be able to think about everyone um and that's just like but you still have to do it like you can't let that stop you yeah because because it's, it's, it will, impo- it's it will, just impossible. You'll it never will stop do you in your exactly. It will yeah. stop you in your tracks. If you let that stop you, it will stop you in your tracks. And for me, um, this I think it really I think why it impacted me is because I my core wound I think as a creative is not feeling seen. And so a huge part of my work is trying to make sure that people feel seen. And so for so many creatives, these these physical creatives to come to me and say, what you've really upset me, I don't feel seen. It was such a wound to me. And But the lesson that I have to learn is I cannot make everyone feel seen, especially not at once. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like a, you're deliberately going out there to make people annoyed or to, you're not in any way trying to no. upset people, but it's just, it's just going to happen as like a collateral thing like no matter how careful you are yeah no matter how many precautions you take it's like it's just a reality and also i think that it becomes it becomes very uninteresting if you are trying to please everyone mm. um I, I feel like you lose potency you lose what you're trying to say a bit mm. um not to say that we have to you know chase after controversy to be interesting but i think that we have to be careful that we're not being too careful and of of course like you shouldn't go out there trying to pick fights with people no that's i think not worth it it's like it's a fine not even a fine line there's a clear very clear boundary between oh i did a a post that i knew would have people come and make snarky comments about capitalism to me yeah versus like going out there and actually being a dick to people Mm. you know like there's a big difference between those two things obviously you don't want to be a fucking dick to people but at the same time you're going to always going to have a little bit of controversy in anything you post because it's just like it's a human experience like language is inherently complex and easily misinterpreted and mm. like you just you're going to slip up you basically. are and as i shared some of this um these stories this week and I, I was talking a lot about how i come home to what i know is true about me so like you know am i a bully to athletes no um you know i'm really coming home to like what do i know is true what are they telling me i am about but what do i know is true as i like kind of shared this a lot of creatives came up and said to me this is why i don't want to share on social media because i'm really really scared of this and i you know i won't lie to you like it is very jarring and it's something to move through but it is not something to stop you from sharing your work when it happens and this is going to sound really bratty but like it is the worst part of what we do yeah it is the hardest part of what we do when you and even like even the good faith comments hurt a little bit. Like they're much better, but mm. it's like, and of course I'm not, If you, I think that I'm not blaming or accusing anyone of being bad for coming in and pushing back. I want people to come and push yeah, back. The idea on, was on, to have good discussion. Good, we want good discussion, of course, but even so, like there's a little that part little of bit, us oh. that, oh, I'm in an argument right now kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, it's hard not to have a little bit of a cortisol spike, but mm. the, the trolling or the bad faith discussion is the worst part of what we do. Yeah. I know like, obviously, 
a lot of jobs have way worse yeah. aspects to them. Um, and it's it's really is a passing a little passing storm that yeah. we get over very quickly. But I just want to acknowledge that if that's something you're scared of, it does actually suck. Yeah, it does suck. And um, it- but it is something that you can get used to the more it happens, I think. And you can regulate. And you regulate. And also like... I also think it can bring you closer home to who you are and who you know you are. And the thing is, is that no matter whether we're on the internet or out in the world, if we're if we're being who we are, we will ruffle feathers. And mm. are you going to be okay with that? Especially as artists, you're going to ruffle feathers. And like, this is a big lesson for me because I'm not really inherently a feather ruffler mm-hmm. because I'm a people pleaser. But I will and I have and I will continue to do so. It's a part of this work and it's okay. I'm here with you. We've got to ruffle feathers together. It's how we can take care of ourselves when it happens that's really important mm. and also to know that like as james said last night we went out for a date night because we kind of needed it after the week we'd had and um james was like you know like james got pretty stressed out for a minute there but then at dinner he was like you know what like i just it when you're not staring at the comments it's pretty hard to actually maintain the emotion oh my god if you like because they have no people who come at you on the internet have no bearing on your actual Life. life it's like you know i'm we're sitting at a pub in on the northern beaches in sydney having a glass of wine i'm like well that person who was being annoying not only are they nowhere to be seen like they don't really exist yeah <laughs> like they're just out there in the ether ether somewhere like and- we're having a great fucking time at the at, i feel sometimes, sometimes i feel like i shouldn't give away where we live um at this pub and people know where we live yeah at the cholera it was right? at the cholera <laughs> anyway <laughs> Um, and, you know, just having a beautiful time with each other. We're so fucking happy. We have such a joyful practice. We have such a joyful life. And it's like, well, how could this person even be relevant yeah. to us? <laughs> and it is, I think that's the thing is you can just choose to disengage completely. It's a bit of a shame because you want to engage with the nice bits. And that's just what I found. Actually, I was a bit annoyed myself yesterday because I was like, why, James, are you going through every comment and only replying to the nasty ones? Like, you should be only replying to the productive, helpful, lovely ones. That's a great protocol, I reckon. You should just be ignoring the other ones. I like that. Because there's this, what happens in my brain is I go, oh, if I don't reply to this person, people are going to think I'm weak, that I don't have an argument, that I fall, that my argument crumbles at the first sign of yeah. um, of someone coming against it. And like, I do think those things are a bit true, but then there's only so far you can go. And, like Their conversations are useless. Completely useless because people, it's often people who think they're really knowledgeable about a topic. It's, it's Dunning-Kruger. Like they've like, watched one four minute YouTube video about something from Jordan Peterson and they think that they're a genius suddenly on economics. Mm. It's like, what? Mm. What? I mean, you think about all anyone who's an expert in anything, the amount of people who think they know better for absolutely no reason. Like it's just, it's, it's something that we have to go through if we dare to be seen in our magic and skills and. Yeah. I mean, like I know, I don't know everything about economics yeah i know <laughs> no one does but it's a fucking massive complex yeah. system it's like but i'm but if you're a good if you're arguing in good faith you come with that knowledge and assumption you're not mm. trying to lull people oh my god yes um but you know you just feel like you're like oh well if people come through this comment session and they read me they read this person's comment they're gonna think that person is right and they've done a zinger when they're what wrong. about this what I, we don't really have a lot of protocol for dealing with these kind of situations because we actually don't have a lot of it. these situations come up yeah, we're very lucky. it's um, been an anomaly of a week but what about we had a protocol where it's you only reply to constructive comments mm. and if someone's a cunt then you reply not to them but you just write like a little note 
in the comment sections. Yeah. Anyone who thinks this, That's this is my response. So you're not re directly replying to them, mm. but you are making sure that your opinion is heard and it's not like volatilely being like against them. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I like, I like that protocol. Mm. And then I think what ended up happening is we just end up, you just end up blocking them, right? Yeah, because they got really rude. Well, One of them did. Yeah, because you just go, this person, it's just not worth this, not worth the pain that it's going to cause me mentally to keep engaging with this person. And no. like, what does it, doesn't cost me anything to block them. No, it doesn't. So I'm just gonna block them. Just block, just block trolls immediately. Like, My sister came over yesterday and she asked, and we were just like in it. And she was like, um, just out of curiosity, she was like, why do you choose to respond? And I was like, so this is a question I used to have all the time um, before I had a social media presence. When I'd look at influencers or creatives online, who would fight people who were dicks in the comment section. I was like, just leave them alone. Like, who, just ignore them. Don't give them the time of day. And then I got, I got a social media platform. It is so hard not to reply. It's, so hard. it's like they've come into your house, shat in your house, and you're going to ignore it. And you're just going to leave the shit lying there. Yeah. And you're like, I of feel course, like I want to do something. Of course. Even in the moment, you're like, of course, not replying would be the best for my mental health. But <sighs> would it be the best for your mental health? Would it just bother you? Would it Maybe, gnaw away? Yeah. I always think, oh, when I reply, I'm gonna feel like a huge sense of relief. And you just feel but then you just tense waiting for their reply. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, fuck. Anyway. I don't know, you know what's easy is say you're on Reddit mm. and you you comment on something and someone comes up against you and is a dick to you. Mm. That's easy to ignore. Because I'm anonymous on Reddit. Mm. Who cares? It feels very personal. But on Inspired to Write, it's like this is our personal brand. Yeah. And it's like our intellectual brand. Yeah. And the people are gonna think we can't. Cut, we're not yeah. going to be able to cut it intellectually. Like that's what our whole business is built on is that we have something worth listening to. I think that the biggest thing that I've learned from this week is that if I understand my own value and I know who I am and I know my worth and you do, and if you do that too, then the sting of it is so much less. Uh, sorry, this is like kind of derailed the conversation, but I was just thinking about how you, the pain comes from, oh no, like, what if this makes me look a certain way? Mm -hmm. But if you come back to, well, I'm not that, yeah. then you come home to that truth. Yeah. I it's, it's, maybe it's ego, you know? It's, oh, it's, I'm sure oh, ego's your playing ego a huge gets role. hurt when yeah. someone comes and thinks that your idea is stupid because we're so, we feel so closely aligned to our ideas, mm. right? Like we feel like that idea is me yes. when it's not you. No. But it's so hard to remember that in the moment. And I really, I really honestly, like part of me is oscillating between, no, you should stand up for yourself. And no, you should just ignore them. Like it's, I honestly don't know what the answer is. Yeah, it's interesting. Would be interesting. I think you. I think, you. as you say, the middle ground of not directly addressing yeah, yeah. them is kind of a good way to do I it. I like it. So you get to speak to it, to speak mm. to the thing, but you don't get to. You don't pander to them. Yes. You know, and they won't fight. Yeah. And I th so I, sorry. You, you could. Is it still on topic? Because I was going to change the topic a little bit. I was going to change the topic too. Oh. Where were you going to go? I've. I was going to say, to go come back to like, what do we owe our audience? Oh, yeah. And I think it's like, obviously, our core audience, you guys, the people we love, we are, we kind of, obviously, we're not beholden to you in any way, but we do literally owe you our lifestyle. Yeah, we do. And you're amazing supporters of us. And we want to feel like we engage with you constantly in yeah. good faith. And as you engage you with us in good and faith. Lift you and up. As long as, as long as that connection is two ways and yes. in good faith and pleasant, then... It's we, a owe reciprocal, you, we owe you a reciprocal relationship yeah. in some way. Um, obviously, I think you've got to have some boundaries about, you know, you can't field every question, you can't talk to everyone, you can't take every phone call, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, et cetera. Yeah. But um, we still do owe 
something to you, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But as soon as someone comes in and, and shits in your code, house yeah. and breaks the code, you owe them nothing. Yeah. You owe them nothing. Like they're just, they've broken the code. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had, you know, it's been, it is like a really hard and difficult com- um, conversation. And I think it's actually different for anyone. So like, what do you guys or your audience? It will be a very individual conversation because you get to choose, I think. Um, and I think sometimes we choose wrong and you can tell that you've you've given too much and you have to hold back. Um, I know I've given too much in the past and I'm very tempted um, to, I guess, go further than what I need to go. Like, yeah, like, you know, people ask for a lot sometimes. And to me, that feels very... Uh, overstepping and not respecting of me and that's yes. where i need to like put that line there's sometimes. definitely a limit to what you owe yeah, be- yeah because i think when you have thousands of connections if you give everyone 100 percent yeah it's but it's a, but it's like there's a certain oh, what i'm trying to say is you got to just know your boundary yeah yeah you got to know your boundary yeah um but also keeping in mind that you know, I think boundaries are very popular nowadays, obviously. Everyone it's a bit of a word, yeah. Boundaries, but at the same time, there is, you know, our neighbour is doing something crazy. Honestly, I am so done with every single one of our neighbours. If you're listening to the podcast, move. <laughs> Can you imagine if one of our neighbours is still a podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Now the garbage truck is here. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, you know, sometimes we worry about these things and they don't even come up. On, they don't even get picked up on that. Well, I, I promise you, James, I'm not worrying about them at all. It's okay. all you. Well, enjoy the, I don't know, lo-fi garbage truck. Um, <laughs> what were we saying? I don't know. I was going to reveal to you oh, yeah. the trolling we had on the podcast, but wait for a second. Okay. I was going to say, you know, obviously you got to have boundaries, but you should also have like standard boundaries, like standards. Like, what what are you going to do and what yeah. are you not going to do? I yeah. think. And, um, because it isn't because when you're trying to build an audience when you're trying to build connection yeah that's what we're trying to do not even build an audience we're trying to build connection yeah it's like i love that some of my most treasured friendships now are people that i have never met and that i've talked to online yeah through and they're truly treasured unpolished and through inspired to write yeah and that's a great thing it's beautiful but you, you, you know, the word oh i guess is interesting right like what do you owe to i them? was like oh <laughs> ow <laughs> And yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, mean sense, I don't love the word O because I don't like anything to do with obligation. And I think we've got to recognize that we choose to do this and we don't yes. have to. And you choose to listen and be with us and you don't have to. That's right. It's 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 respect and it's it's free. It's choice. It's choice. Every point yeah. From both sides, I think. Yeah. Um, and if, I don't think that we owe our audience um, constant relatability. Mm-hmm. So yes. you aren't, I don't owe you uh constant comfort either so yeah every one of your posts doesn't have to be individually comforting and yeah and individually relevant relevant to every person and and it doesn't even have to you don't have to agree with me and i hope you don't agree with me yeah, a lot of the time definitely. because i don't ever want to be put in that position where and you are, i'm infallible and you're allowed very fallible. to come to us and explain why you don't agree yeah, with yeah. us as long as it's obviously and mo- as most of you and almost all of you do do it in a respectful kind way yeah yeah it's really interesting um Oh yeah, so, <laughs> so it was just an old comment. Like this is an example of us ignoring a comment, but um, they had come back after like twelve weeks of leaving like a fucking rude comment on one of our podcast posts on unpublished, and they come back to like reinstate their opinion. <laughs> like like twelve weeks later, they like had thought about it again and like had come back. What was it? And it was basically they were he, they were calling us was it he he was uh, calling us elitist, right. and that we don't understand um, that most of us have to work full time and um that we are really like 
disgusting and that we don't understand um, the real world. Okay. That's probably true. <laughs> you know, immediately I was like, well, uh, that's not true. And I just felt really good. And also I felt great that he came back like 12 weeks later to be like, Mwah. it was just bizarre. He has stuff to say. He has stuff to say. I like that we've ignored him. Yeah, me too. It's great. Yeah. It's, it is funny. I feel more licensed to ignore people on the unpublished page because it's smaller. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's not that small anymore. Also, it's not, a, it's it's just, it's a post where, it's a place where we post our reels and like. It's less individual. It's more of a showcase. More of a showcase. Of yeah. the podcast. And yeah. I kind of, I don't know. Anyway, LOL, we're elitist. We're elitist. I mean. I mean, there's all, there's all a com- conversation com- there, com- there, there's right? There's a conversation there. It all comes down to definitions and. Um, this is the thing. I, I don't like to argue on definitions because I feel like it of, often falls down, which is what a lot of the argument was in my post about capitalism. Mm. Um, because if someone just has a different definition, definition to you, it's like, well, we're never going to find common ground. Well, you're like, literally talking about two different things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you know, there, there's a lot of, definitely there's a utopian bent to our thinking and people would call it unrealistic. Yes. Um, and obviously or elitist. Or elitist. <laughs> I guess it's another word for it. But uh, what would, I mean, the, I think at the core. No, I stumbled over my words to so that it sounded like a bird. Um, But I think, I can't remember what I was going to say. But I think that because we're utopian, because we, Mm. like, to me, the the point of our message is not, oh, the world is perfect, just make art, whatever, like, you'll be fine. It's like... We're strive. We're all. We're striving. We're aspirational for the world. Yeah, we are. We're We're hopeful. We want the world to be better, and we want our message to help make the world better. Does that make sense? That that sounds really grandiose, but um, I think it doesn't. I think that's what we're trying to do. Like we always acknowledge, you might have really difficult life circumstances, and it might be more difficult for you, and it might. And that's very real. And that's very real. But we, but we're still hopeful. Mm. Which is why we always, you know, I feel like one of our the core parts of our message is. You might just have to do bare minimums for now. Yeah. Or something. Like, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. We are, I mean, obviously we are extremely privileged. And yes. I guess maybe that makes us, it makes us elite. This elite people, like I guess you would be, we would come under the coastal elite definition. Of coastal? The American right. Oh. You know, they're always like raging against the coastal elites, people with intellectual jobs who, who are don't have to work, work manual oh. labor and stuff and who oh. have, you know, we're considered like the... The bourgeoisie? I guess the modern bourgeoisie, yeah. I love that word, even though it has bad connotations. I have read a what? post by Amanda Seals this morning, um, who's a black creator. She's incredible. Like she's a, She speaks a lot about these kind of issues. And she it was literally just in, um, it was in reference to, oh, I can't even remember. It was like a, it was a political conversation she was having on Instagram. And it was just in her comments, Again, she wasn't replying directly to people, but she was replying to overall to mm. a lot of the feedback that she was being given. She said, um, cynicism isn't intellectualism. Mm. And I just really resonate with that. I it's think so cynicism and the pessimism and is often misconstrued for being intellectual and being clever and being right. Yeah. Like if you're the, especially for our generation, because like we really love to be bummers. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, again, validly, but I think we often think the most depressing answer is the right one. Mm. The most cynical answer has got to be the true thing. Yeah. And, and if you ever I try and be really... aspirational or utopian, yeah, it's like, oh, well, oh, oh check yourself, yeah. right? Check yourself. Yeah. It's either, it's either in, they either infantilize you like, oh, well, you just wait until you see what the world's really like. Or they uh, accuse you of being elitist. Yeah. 
I think this is something that I'm really glad we spoke about because I feel a bit more clear on it. Also, I just feel like we're... Okay, this might sound ignorant or something, but they were the opposite of elitist. Like, our view is that everyone should be able to make art. Yes. And elitism would be you can only make art if you go to the right school and you can only make art if you're over the right social class and things like this. Like, that is the opposite of what we believe. Someone sent us a really nice message after I just very briefly said that I was called elitist. Mm. Um, and they said, you're the furthest thing from elitist in my view. And and she specifically, I don't, I don't want to say like I'm bragging, but I just thought it was a nice thing to say, mm. um, looking at our financial hardship policy and making sure that we I, we do i feel make sure that yeah, we, I, feel, I feel like obviously we could always do better and yeah um we are from really privileged backgrounds but being privileged doesn't necessarily make your message elitist maybe it does i don't know i don't know enough about this no no, no I, we're speaking but our, i do feel like we strive models. to make sure that we're not targeting you know private school university educated yeah people. yeah yeah that's the not that's definitely not the demographic i have in mind when i'm nope. making content nope anyway anyway i mean this is a good conversation right so yeah he uh, he got us questioning ourselves it's true yeah well done that person thank you thank you so much thank you for your thoughtful, you. thoughtful lovely comment oh god what would we do without you anyway can i play video games now you can play video games james thanks love you guys love you guys see you next week bye yeah yeah, great. You done, baby?